please join your hearts together with mine as we pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you for this evening. This day which you have given with breath in our lungs and sight in our eyes, we pray, Lord, that you would remove distractions from our hearts and ears, that we would hear your word as you point us to Jesus. And we look forward to that day when he's really in front of us, present, walking amongst his creation once again. Lord, be with us in this time. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I don't know if you realize it, but it was just roughly a year ago that you were likely sitting in your living room, rolling out of bed, probably the other way around, rolling out of bed, sitting in your living room, maybe still with some PJs on, just finishing off the last little bit of some pancakes, and turning on the worship service in the comfort of your own living room, as we were doing everything online, distance from one another, separated and not being able to be present together as we really enjoy. I mean, look at you now, shoulder to shoulder, and things are still a little bit different. Nothing is exactly the same as we remember it, but how nice is it when you prepare to come to church and you're like, yes, I get to see the faces of my friends there again. I get to hear the voices of my church family together in song. I get to see them and pray with them, and be with them, and receive the gifts of our Lord together again. Now, if we're honest, maybe we enjoyed those times on the couch for a little while. I mean, church didn't have to start at 9.30 or 6. It could be 1 in the afternoon. It could be 9 at night. It could be Tuesday. It really didn't matter so much. You kind of got to do church on your own time. And sometimes that's nice. But see, I don't think we were built to be distant. I think we were built to be in relationship with one another. And you've probably experienced that in different ways. Again, many of you, if you've had opportunity to do work from home, maybe it was over Zoom, and you had that opportunity once again to dress really nicely from here up. And maybe the PJ still stayed on and the slippers still stayed on while you were in the midst of a call. And again, that's nice. But for many, I'm sure, if you really thought about it, it was nice going to work. You got to see your coworkers, talk with them, chat with them, spend time with them, enjoy those relationships with them. And finding some kind of balance between those two things is probably where most folks have landed. Or think of any of the holidays last year where maybe you were reaching out to family in the same kind of way. You know, you wanted to all be together, but it was over FaceTime or Zoom or Skype or whatever the medium was that you were reaching out to family, knowing that they're really real and just not present. They're far away. They're distant. You longed for that day to be able to share a meal with them once again. And again, I think, in our honesty, sometimes even that's kind of nice. Maybe you didn't have to deal with certain family members during certain holidays. Maybe you didn't have to have certain conversations that would always come up at the Thanksgiving table. Maybe you didn't have to deal with all of those hard things because we could be separated from that. But at the end of the day, I think we still long to be together, long to be present. Imagine those disciples. I was thinking about something as we read this text. Now, those 
two that were walking along the road to Emmaus and then finally got there in the late day, early evening. It was time to eat. Jesus broke bread with them. Their eyes were opened. They knew it was Jesus and they ran back to Jerusalem. And they show up and they tell the other disciples and then Jesus pops up again. Can you imagine them being like, wait a minute, weren't you just, I mean, you disappeared from us, but where did you go and now you're popping up over here? We ran, we didn't see you, what's the same road, man? How'd you get from there to here? And then as all those disciples are together wondering, just days before when Jesus was placed in the tomb dead and all the accounts now from the Marys to uh, Peter and John, and now these two guys that are saying Jesus is alive. He's not in the tomb. He is walking around. These guys bringing the word that he is physically present amongst his creation. You can imagine the wonder and the amazement that's going on in these guys' minds as they're trying to wrap their heads around such amazing news. Then he pops in. Again, same account that we had last week. Everybody gathered together out of fear, locked doors, locked windows, separating themselves from the community because they're afraid of what the religious leaders are going to do. They just killed their rabbi, their leader, their messiah, their teacher, their guy that had been guiding them for the last three years, their guy that all their hopes hung upon. They knew they had just buried him. So they were afraid for their lives. And here Jesus comes in to stand in the midst of them and speak words of peace and calm. Shalom has been brought to you. Peace from the Father given to you. What he's telling them. I give you my peace. The peace that I bring to you is the peace that I have made between the Father and you guys in your sin, and you are forgiven because I'm alive and out of the tomb, and here I am amongst you. And now what I love of the text from today is a different perspective. Last week, we had John and his perspective, remember, with light and dark and ways in which Jesus worked like no other. Now we have Luke, the physician, the doctor, the one that is going to give you all of the tactile details of Jesus being alive. As he says, there he stood, flesh and bone. He wasn't a spirit. He walked in among us and stood there and spoke to us. And Jesus said, look at the flesh of my hands and look at the wound in my side. And then he showed them the hands and the wound. And you've got this physician's eye looking at the account, nailing down every physical detail of Jesus being really real and present among them. And then the thought of the day was, well, if he's a ghost, he's not going to be able to eat, which makes sense. If something doesn't have a physical body, how's it going to eat food? So Jesus kind of cuts him off at the pass on that one, right? He says, you guys got any food? I don't think he was really hungry. No, maybe. I mean, he fasted for a few days in the tomb, but he was Jesus. He's the son of God fed upon by his own creation. I think he was just fine. But for their sake, guys got any fish? Got a meal? Give me some. Almost a test for them, right? You guys still disbelieving? Watch this. Here, give me something to eat. Takes the broiled fish, eats it, and then he opens their mind. 
to the Old Testament, to Moses, to the law, to the Psalms, the Proverbs, the prophets, everything that had been written about him. He opens their minds in one of the most amazing Bible studies ever as they sat around a meal and got to hear from the Lord himself how all of the scriptures which they knew pointed specifically to him and to that moment that he would be alive with them and walking with them and sitting with them and eating with them and talking with them and praying with them and hearing from them and leading them and teaching. How amazing would that have been to sit and hear from the Lord himself about Scripture, about his very own word that he had given to be written down by folks throughout the centuries, to hear him expound upon those in the presence of everybody. What an amazing opportunity. Here's something to think of. You'll get that chance. You'll get that same opportunity to sit with Jesus. You'll get that same opportunity to hear of all of the scriptures up until the gospels and from there through revelation and you will finally understand revelation whoa you'll understand all of the scriptures that have been written because jesus will be there to teach you himself he will be there to lead you and guide you through them he will be there as he points out how all of those things that he did for you to forgive your sins how they all make sense. As we look at a triune God that doesn't make sense in our minds with Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, as we look at a Son of God who took on flesh into the deity to then be a sacrifice for our sake so that we would be counted family to Him. None of that makes sense. Yet because of God's love for you, He did it. And all of the promises that he made to the disciples about coming back to be present in and amongst his creation once again, all those promises still ring true. And we wait for the day that those promises will be fulfilled. We wait for the day that Christ will be present in and amongst his creation once again, walking and talking and eating and breathing and sitting and learning and teaching. Well, he won't be learning, we'll be learning. With perfect minds and perfect hearts and perfect bodies in a perfect creation at a perfect meal where everything is absolutely well perfect and wonderful and real and tactile and present. We won't just kind of float around. We'll walk on real ground with real grass. You'll hear real birds See real animals walking around, maybe unicorns, like my daughter hopes. With a real God present in your real eternity. What a day to hope for. Amen. You pray with me. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. We thank you for making the promise first off to conquer death. And you did that through your son. As he walked out of the grave with victory over Satan, to release us from the grasp of Satan and put us into your grasp, Heavenly Father. And you hold on to us by your Spirit. You hold on to us with your love and your grace and your mercy as you call us your children. 
as you have claimed us in the waters of baptism, if you have put your name and your word within our hearts, only to hold on to us to the day that your Son comes back and heaven and earth are reunited and we will walk in your presence as you remain in ours. What an amazing day that we look forward to being realized. We hold on to the promise, Lord. We know that your promises come true. But Lord, come quickly. as We celebrate these days of Christ's resurrection and look forward to our own. In his precious name, amen.